welcome to What the Bleep Are You Watching? A podcast where we watch a film and tell you why the bleep we watched it. I am Sesame Street Sean. This is Muppet Thomas and Fraggle Mason. And we watched... Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bell swing and jingle bell ring. Snowing and blowing up bushels of fun. Now the jingle hop has begun. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Yeah. Jingle bells chime in jingle bell time. Ooh. Dancing and prancing in jingle bell square. In across the air. Muppet Family Christmas. And Merry, Merry Christmas. So. Merry, Merry Chrysler. For we need a little, little Christmas, Christmas right this day. very, right this very in the middle of November when we're recording this. So, if we didn't piss off the internet when we uh, did our Halloween episode and said that we are doing the best Charlie Brown uh, <laughs> special, did that, uh, would that really piss anyone off? There, are, I don't know. But now, uh, what if uh, I come on here and go, "This is the best Muppet Christmas thing." So objectively, I think Christmas Carol is better, but personally, this special had me smiling for forty-five oh, fucking. And I love straight, Christmas Carol, so. but this this is my favorite Muppet Christmas thing. The thing is, if I'm comparing Muppet Christmas things, I'm heavily biased towards Christmas Carol because that is a yearly tradition in my house. It's that and the Mickey one, and that, that's a, that is a yearly that around Christmas time we watch that. However, having said that, I think if this is what we watched yearly instead, it would be this. That's fair. Uh, and I mean, it's it. Nostalgia's a bitch. So. Muppet Christmas right. Carol is my favorite interpretation of Chris, the, the Christmas Carol story. So. so, Really odd tangent on Muppet Christmas Carol. Us? A really odd tangent? Never. So, did you guys ever watch that weird CGI Christmas Carol that came out a couple years ago that it started did. with Gavin's? No, I don't think I heard. No. When I when you said weird CG, uh, you were thinking of the Jim Carrey one. Thinking of the Jim Carrey. No, no, no. no. There's a there's a weird CGI one that came out just a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. It stars Luke Evans. Uh, That's not a good movie, but oh my god, Luke Evans can sing like a motherfucker. Yeah. So oh yeah, he he goes hard in that uh, movie. So all I'm saying is, if. They were ever to do Muppets Christmas Carol again instead of Michael King get Luke Evans. Yeah, Luke Evans. Yeah. Interesting. Now, that is exclusively a thought that went into my Muppet addled brain. So. (laughs) So. But on the actual topic of. Eventually, we will probably cover Christmas Carol because our Muppet brains are like, ooh, more Muppets. Uh, (laughs) Get everything. I was going to say. Ooh, Muppets. And this is the most Muppety thing that has ever Muppeted. Yeah. It is incredibly And, so, and you, you might be wondering why we didn't do Christmas Carol, because that is the more popular one. It's because, for me, this is kind of the more underrated Muppets mm-hmm. thing. Still a lot of people talk about it, but it's mostly like the public audience knows Christmas Carol. Hardcore Muppet mm-hmm. fans kind of know Family Christmas. Well, I, I think and you just look at the... And hardcore ones know about the one where Kermit prevents 9-11. Amount of uh, the amount of letterboxed uh, uh, logs for the two movies. Christmas Carol had, some, I think I looked up, had something like 400, 500,000. And this one was like 
50,000. <laughs> it was it was that many, but everybody loves it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like so. every like how many how many reviews did we see going through this that said this is my infinity war? Because yeah, this is the most ambitious crossover ever. Because Infinity <laughs> War didn't have them having ten, you know, a uh, hundred puppets in a room from three different franchises. No, Endgame. Yeah, they had that big charge, but there wasn't like seventy puppeteers under them going. It's fucking hot under here. Can we wrap this up? There was nobody sticking their hand up RDJ's ass trying <laughs> to puppet him to say, "I am Iron Man." <laughs> So what you're saying is Infinity War would have been better if it started Muppets. I can't help but agree. So. <laughs> I was going to so, say. A little bit of behind the scene before we jump into this. Uh, Muppet Family Christmas aired in 1987, the year of my birth, uh, on ABC. Uh, it was watched by 19.3 million people. Uh, and it earned the 24th out of 69 shows that week uh, for Nielsen ratings. It uh, was uh, has been listed on multiple uh, top ten special Christmas specials, uh, including TV Guide's top ten best family holiday specials list, where it came in at number six. It was uh, a lot of the others, like you know, praise it, but also say that like it is kind of filled with cheap cameos. I think the cameos are amazing, but. Also, my brain is sometimes just part Muppet. Uh, so, am I a man? <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I have a. We talked at the beginning here, like this nostalgia you said for Christmas Carol and things like that. And while I think I've probably seen Christmas Carol a lot more, I had this on VHS recorded either off of TV when it re-aired, or. Maybe even my parents recorded it around the time it came out. I don't remember what we had it, but we had a recorded copy of this on VHS and watched it. Uh, I watched it a fair amount as a kid, so like I do have some nostalgia for it because there's just something really just so charming about this movie. It it, it doesn't really do a whole lot. Its story is really minuscule. It is just. I was going to say, what story? There is no story. Well, they, they all go to Mama uh, Fozzie Bear's house. And yeah, all trip a, on her and porch. And celebrate Christmas. Yeah, that's the first five minutes. And the celebrate first five Christmas. minutes, you got the plot. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, it is very light on story. But at the same time, it doesn't matter. It also might be one of the funniest it. Muppet things, maybe since Caper. It's, it's hilarious. It's really fucking funny. If I've actually, if I'd have actually seen Caper, I would have. Oh, would've... Caper! Caper, I think is the funniest Muppet. Ca- Caper is far and away the funniest Muppet thing because it has that kind of Mel Brookish humor, mm-hmm. like peak Mel Brookish humor. Oh, it is. Humor. It is peak Jim Henson. Like it is yeah. peak what Jim Henson and a lot of that same kind of elements of some of those jokes are in this <laughs> special. Yeah. This is very similar to that, which Caper kind of takes off of some... I mean, Muppet Movie as well, from the Muppet show and kind of those uh, scenes together, those bits together, and this is very much Muppet show. So, but yeah, let's uh, let's jump into this. Uh, epic plot? Yeah, epic plot. Yeah, this... Let's jump into this masterpiece of storytelling. Uh, the Muppets want to get to Grandma Fozzie's. Fozzie's just like, hey, uh, we're all gonna go to my gra- my my mom's house for uh for Christmas. Well, won't your mom uh be upset? Nah, she loves it when we surprise her. 
I would bet she's Bears sitting, love surprises. I bet she's sitting at home by the fireplace in a rocking chair being so lonely. California, here I come. <laughs> so it turns out that... Um, Dinoco, here Ma- we come. Mama Fozzie Bear, which I think her name is Emily. I, I think, think it's so, Emily Bear. Emily. I think... Uh, uh, I think uh, actually the, the the version that you see most of the time out here has scenes cut out, a few scenes cut out of it from the original airing because of licensing. And I believe some of the stuff that say her name <laughs> are cut out. But yeah, she's out. going to California. She's taken months of surfing lessons. She's going to have a nice warm Christmas. She's even rented out her uh, farmhouse to uh, a nice old man who a lot of Muppet fans maybe were even introduced to at this point, because if you didn't watch Fraggle Rock, which a lot of people haven't, you would not know this person. It's a little bit unfortunate that Fraggle Rock kind of gets the raw end of the deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, something has to, sadly, and mm-hmm. Fraggle Rock is the one. Kind of got the raw end of the, the stick, but hey, this is where it gets to shine right side beside hey, its look, puppety brethren. Look on the bright side, Fraggles. You're not Muppets or Sesame Street, but you ain't Dark Crystal. I love Dark Crystal, but yeah, it's true. I haven't watched it. I can't judge. I want to, but I can't. Uh, So she's rented out her farmhouse to Doc from uh, Fraggle Rock and and, uh, Sprocket. Who, interestingly, if you were a UK viewer, you're like, who the fuck? Is Doc, because Doc was not Sprocket's owner in the UK version. They actually had a different character who ran a lighthouse. Yeah. So this is the only time, if you are a UK fan, uh, that you got to see Doc as <laughs> in, in in the Muppety uh, Jim Henson universe. You know, it's a, you know, I'm just I'm just now realizing this, and you know, and spoilers for when we get to that part. But at no point do Doc and Sprocket interact with the Fraggles. Yeah, not re- not really. They that, mention the Fraggles. Uh, that's I mean, I haven't seen much of Fraggle Rock, but I think that's kind of the point. Mm-hmm. Is Doc doesn't know the Fraggles exist. Yeah, but Sprocket does, right? Sprocket does, mm-hmm. but and Sprocket never interacts with. Them. I think there's an element of because they're here, that's why the fra- Fraggle hole is in the basement. The Fraggle just the Fraggles just travel with them. Like, oh, Doc's leaving. All right, everybody, pack up. <laughs> but uh, so all the uh, at this point, Mama Mama Fozzie Bear is about to leave, and she's like, I have a what? Who else is knocking at my door? And it's Fozzie. She's like, Fozzie, what are you doing here? Are you gonna? Are you here on a? I brought all of my friends. Okay, quick little thing before we get to Fozzie bringing his friends in. For the, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a thing when like movies or TV episodes or something like this do something like this when a char- when the character uh, when a character's parent is introduced for the first time and they have like a little greeting that they do with each other. Like uh, Fozzie and his mom, they meet each other and they do the ah thing that they do. Mm-hmm. I, I'm such a sucker Look, for that. Look, Mama Fozzie Bear is just a Fozzie Bear puppet in drag. That's yeah. literally what it is. And the, it's perfect. The jeans beat the shit out of Fozzie's dad. <laughs> who I like to imagine is just some normal dude named Tim. <laughs> There is that bit in the ABC Muppet show where Fozzie, uh, girlfriend, he's being introduced to the parents. And <laughs> well, because that's what I'm saying. Like, well, Fozzie dated a human, so it's yeah. a very real possibility. It's that- a very real possibility. So at this point, as all of the friends come in, we get the gag, and they beat this gag over and over and over and over and over again. And, and it's, it's still funny, funny every time. She says, funny. careful for the icy patch. And, and just all... What cracks me up is even when the what makes the joke work in my opinion is that even when you know Kermit slips on it and normally it's like oh that'd be the end of the joke because the main guy slipped no 
when Kermit gets up, every, every single, single Muppet, Muppet in the background keeps slipping. That goes through. Every single person that walks through the door patch. slips on the icy patch. And when just when you think you're done laughing at it, Beaker slips and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> So, uh... I think what I'm discovering through this is that I love the Muppets that speak in complete gibberish. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my favorite. What are you talking about? That- you haven't learned the completely real language of fake Swedish? <laughs> The thing that we're going to get in, in a little bit is also to realize is I love any time the Sesame Street characters are on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> and spo- spoilers, we haven't gotten to that yet. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but, but yeah. So anyway, uh, Fozzie is with, talking to his mom and over there, and he really wants to introduce Kermit. And the way he introduces, like, this is my very special friend, uh, Kermit. This is my boss, my inspiration. The love of my life, what? <laughs> That's the thing. I was genuinely, if this was like the ABC Muppet show, if it was more adult, it genuinely would have been like, the love of my life. Fozzie, we're not gay. We're not. <laughs> when, did, I, when did that happen? And I, made the, I made the joke of Fozzie turning to Kermit and going, don't open your present. <laughs> so uh, then... If it doesn't happen at work, we don't have to explain it. To the me. phone rings and Animal just goes, phone phone goes and answers the phone and it's piggy ah pig and, and throws just, the and phone, drops the phone. <laughs> i want i want to make my ringtone just animal going phone phone no you just need to make it ah pig <laughs> oh, that's a text tone <laughs> you just the, the how excited animal is for the phone and how disappointed he is that it's miss piggy it's on, the on the other miss piggy has not come to the farmhouse at this point because uh she forgot about this photo shoot that she just booked with a um, very excited camera. I was about to say that. Let's say excited. One, the cameraman played by one of the puppeteers in every single Sesame Street thing ever. Really? Yep. Yeah. And plays a lot of characters which, on Sesame Street. Which, I can understand uh, why character? they kept him away uh, from He the played things like Baby Bear and a lot of the other random little characters. He plays a lot of smaller characters, but yeah. Hmm. Uh, Piggy's not here. She's going to get here eventually. Kermit's a little sad. But importantly is uh, they also invited the uh, MVP of this special, Swedish chef, who uh, is here to cook a great dinner. Yep. And he comes in, also slips on the icy also pad. Also slips on it. And he's like, because he, 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 don't worry, the turkey's on its way. Yep, the turkey comes in, is completely blissfully unaware that this it's going to get cooked. giant turkey, like this big turkey that is the size of most of the Muppets walks in. Walks in, he's like, hey, what's going on? I'm a turkey. I'm here to be a part of the party, yeah, yeah. And Gonzo's like, hey, 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 hey. Right, I'm gonna do you a solid here. Uh, y- you don't want to be here. They want to cook you. And then it, this, yeah, this the is the betrayal get, that's like, coming later. This is where we get the best. Uh, the I one of the best lines in this entire special is the is when the turkey goes. That's preposterous. I was invited over here by a guy who spoke Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the Swedish chef, he is fed up at the rats and chickens in his kitchen. <laughs> because they inv- cause Gonzo invited Rizzo, and Rizzo invited the rats. Well, and invited. Of- he snuck them along. Yeah, and <laughs> Gonzo, of course, brought his girlfriend and all of her relatives. Yeah. Because yeah. Gonzo can go nowhere without his chickens. Yeah. And Gotta have the chicken gang. Yeah, so basically the special from here. I'm going to be honest. It's... Again, Sean said it's a very loose plot. It's more just a series of vignettes. Yep, it's Little Muppet, Muppet Show g- 
gags, basically. Little yeah. funny things. There, there's legitimately just gags from the Muppet Show. Uh, you know, when we get to the weather report, it's literally just right. a Muppet Show gag. Uh, but we get our first, well, not our first musical number, because it does open with them in the truck scene, but our first night musical, we get the, the band all playing Jingle Bell Rock. Yeah. And while we're watching, while we're watching, I was like, I'm pretty sure as a kid, this was the first place I ever heard Jingle Bell Rock as a kid was on this special. Like I, I, there may be something else that I heard it on, but I'm pretty sure like this like was, this was the first time you remembered. Yeah. Like a memory of that song would be from this special. So, uh, Fozzie's out doing snowman stuff with the snow. Uh, but while he's he's building a snowman and stuff and, and out there, <gasps> Rolf is here. He was chasing the truck because he he's a dog. I want I wonder how far away uh, this house is from wherever Rolf was. I want to know how long Rolf was running. I like but, to imagine that when they were all leaving, they're like, "All right, Rolf, get in the truck." No, I need to do this. There's <laughs> that would sound like Rolf. Rolf always wants to do dog things. Yeah. Uh, but he he comes up and he says, "I was chasing the truck all day and I'm exhausted." Exhausted. Get it? Truck. Go tell that to my mom. So he goes in to tell it to Mama Fozzie Bear. Uh, but of course he slips on the icy patch. Uh, and never finishes the joke. That's what cracks me up. Yeah. He, he just slips on the ice patch. He's like, you know what? I'm done with it. And uh, this is where he meets Sprocket and the dogs bark at each other. It's yep. very weird to see like this real looking dog next to Rolf. Who looks like an eight-year-old's interpretation of a dog. This is why <laughs> Rolf is best dog. It's... That's always been a thing with Rolf, though. Like when he fir- one of his first appearances, he has a crush on Lassie. Mm-hmm. So it's always been a thing with Rolf. And like Rolf's been around a long time. Ralph too. was yeah. one of the first Muppets. He was one of the OGs. Yep. And then he immediately finds a piano, and he's like, "Ah, I love out of tune pianos." <laughs> it's a weird thing to say. Honestly, uh, I always took it as sarcasm. Oh yeah, that. yeah. I, like he's like, "Oh, I love out of tune pianos." Keep up your fucking maintenance. It also might be that he just likes to tune pianos. I don't know as well. You know, Rolf yeah. likes his pianos. Rolf, yeah. Rolf is the Schroeder of the Muppet universe. He is. Yeah. Uh, we are outside. Fozzie has finished his snowman, and uh, he's singing, and his snowman comes to life and sings with him. Great snowman puppet. Uh, and then they start their doing their comedy act. Something that I something that I pointed out uh, while we were watching it is that the snowman is wearing. A, a very similar looking hat to the one that Fozzie wears. Yes. And something that I'm just now thinking of, do we think that Fozzie's hat has magical powers where it bestows his personality onto whatever he puts it on? So it's like the Frosty the Snowman yes. thing where... Except it transfers personality. Yes. Interesting. Maybe. Possibly. In the <laughs> That's mold. just a theory, anyways. Uh, so Fozzie is very excited. He has a new act with him and a snowman. And so he uh, wants to go tell his life partner, I mean his best friend, Kermit the Frog, uh, and he runs in. Kermit's no, no, out. we haven't gotten to the real life partners yet. They'll show up in a minute. Yeah. Uh, Kermit is like, uh, yeah, tell me, Fozzie, tell me. I'm really, really interested. Phone? Uh, it might be Piggy. He goes and answers the phone, and Fozzie's like, I just wanted to tell you the story. I'm yeah. never going to get to. <laughs> yeah, and Piggy is doing some like Christmas shopping like really late. It's literally Christmas Eve. So <laughs> that last minute shopping, you know, that's where well, that, that's look, where all that's where all okay. the great deals happen. Look, if anyone's killing anybody on Black Friday, it's Piggy. Like Piggy is the one who's going to war in those aisles. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent, and she's winning all of them. <laughs> uh, at this point, though, we hear some barking because Swedish Fish has decided the dog is turkey because the turkey told him that the dog is turkey and he needs turkey for his dinner, so he's trying to cook the dog. No, I love the candy Swedish fish. And he's like, the dog is the turkey. 
the turkey is the dog. And then I'm not a. I don't care what the turkey said. I'm not a turkey. It's yeah. not. That's not. That's not the turkey. The turkey is a turkey. You turkey. Yeah, I love Doc. He's Doc's exasperation at mm-hmm. this whole thing is kind of what makes him such a good character in this. And the thing so. that's great, Swedish Fish is always carrying Swedish the cellar. Who? Swedish Chef. There you go. You did it twice. I've done it twice. I've done it all night long, literally as we were watching it, and in my notes a couple times I had to correct it. <laughs> my brain has put those two together for what, whatever reason. That's hey, what my I brain would is doing. Swedish Chef candy. I would as well. Uh, you eat it, and all of a sudden you can't speak. <laughs> uh, the Swedish Chef has the like celery bits the entire time, and he's hitting people with it. Interesting thing about Swedish Chef is that a lot of actual Swedish people who have seen Swedish Chef have been like, actually, he sounds more uh, Finnish. I honestly thought you were about to say a lot of people, a lot of Swedish people have seen him be like, Grandpa? <laughs> so... Uh, we have to get all of the Jim Henson uh, kid properties in here, and that includes Muppet Babies. Yeah, so Scooter finds a film reel. One of the only, I think, like, one of the three lines Scooter gets in this Yeah, Scooter line. does not have a whole lot. I mean, because it's chock full, so. Mm-hmm. Everyone, try to find lines for everyone, but we get the, the Muppet Babies. I think this is only, I think we only got, because most of the time Muppet Babies have been animated in their, their existence. Yes. But between this and uh, Takes Manhattan, I think these are the only two only times two that times. Muppet Babies were the actual puppets. The actual yeah. puppets they are yeah. adorable. I love them. I love the Muppet Babies stuff. It's cute. See, when you, when, I, when you guys told me that like the Muppet Babies were in this, I was expecting it to be the animated version, and I was going to start having flashbacks to the Star Wars Christmas special and that animated sequence. The uh, We get the greatest line ever. Legitimately the best line in this special. Even weirdos are cute when they are babies. Which yeah. is exactly what my mom said when I was born. Heyo! <laughs> and then my favorite part of that is Gonzo comes up to Doc, and it's like, I knew you'd get to... I knew you'd get to love us. I never said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gonzo then has a lot more problems because uh, Turkey is moving in on his uh, woman. Yeah, the Turkey. This Turkey's such a bitch. He's such like, a Turkey. Like betrayal this tur- here. Gonzo saved your life, and now you're trying to fuck his girl. <laughs> and Gonzo is not having that. He is upset. I brought Swedish Chef back in. Like, here's your Turkey. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, they're about to fight. They keep making threats to each other. They go nose to nose or beak to beak, which is a very funny visual. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And if we're being honest, Gonzo's winning the fight. Gonzo is. And Gonzo, Gonzo is Gonzo absolutely winning the fight. Miss Piggy is the most combat experience of the Muppets, but Gonzo is the one who has no self-restraint. So he's... He's breaking every bone in his body to win a fight. He's 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 he'd be more of a loose cannon in a fight than Hannibal. <laughs> but this is the part. What stops the fight from happening is what takes this special from like really good to elite because there are carolers. And guess who the carolers are? It's everyone from the street. It's that's right. Sesame, Sesame Street, Street is here. Yeah. Kermit hears carolers. They walk. They look outside, and every single Sesame Street. All is of there. them. Oh, and, and I love the, the caroling. I love each one. I love that Oscar the Grouch is basically like, I'm not participating. But they still sing like, he's like, I'm not going to participate. La, 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 la. <laughs> yeah, so he did. Right. T- he was forced to participate. Yes. And this is the first time we've really covered anything Sesame Street related. Mm-hmm. Yeah, won- for as much as, uh, for as much about the Muppets we've talked about, we haven't really touched on uh, 
Yeah. Sesame Street. Finding Sesame Street things to watch is a little harder. Yeah. There are things we've talked about. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of the specials that I really would like to visit, yeah, but they're harder some to get hold of. specials we want to do. I Let's, would like to do both theatrically released movies. I was going to say, we've got Follow That Bird and Elmo and Grouchland. Yeah, and then there's some specials. So yeah, let's get this out of the way. The Sesame Street gang fucking rules. I love the Sesame they Street. Are, I love Sesame them. Street gang in a Muppet in the Muppet verse and being allowed to be more of their Muppet selves it's, with more of the just jokes. So elite. Oh, yes. this is this is this is peak Sesame Street. And it's it's not and it's it's kind of interesting because at this because at the, you know because Kermit was on. Sesame Street a few times. Yeah. So it's like there had been some crossover before, but there hasn't really been any since. Well, the licensing. And it's the license. Partly because Jim Henson would pass away, Disney would get the Muppets license. Yeah, and then several years later, Warner Brothers would get Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. So that's and, partly why. Uh, if we want to round up all three, I'm pretty sure Apple has Fraggles. I think that is right. <laughs> what? I don't so know. why? But we get why? Why is the Sesame Street so good in this? Because scenes like this is Doc meets Ernie and Bert, and at this point Doc is like, "Well, I guess I don't get to sleep in the attic anymore." And Mama Fuzzy's like, "Well, you can build bunk beds in the in the in the closet." And he's like, "Get me a hammer." Yeah, and it's like, "Hey, my name's Doc. Doc, that starts with D. Yes, yes, that starts with I. True, true, that starts with T. What is this? Where we come from? This is small talk." <laughs> Best like, line. That's just genuinely a great joke. It's so I, good. I love the thing that that's how like everyone from Sesame Street talks, like even the humans. Yeah, well, that is if you've watched Sesame Street. Well, no, that's but, how they no talk. but I mean like out of like out of Sesame Street, like when they go to other places, yeah, like, they still talk like that. Like just some just some regular Joe from Sesame Street is talking in like the line in a D- New York deli, and it's like pastrami that starts with a P. Just fucking move, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> just order the food. <laughs> Food Sorry. that starts with an F. God, money that starts with an M. <laughs> You're beating my ass. Starts, <laughs> starts with a B. <laughs> so uh, restraining orders. At this point, I I can assume that Gonzo has given up the turkey because the turkey is now in the Swedish chef's grasps. But uh, but the turkey is able to wiggle out by saying, "Look, I know I'm a I'm a delicious giant bird. Look at me, I'm delicious. But but." But look out there. And Swedish Chef gets his eyes on the biggest bird possible. And Ooh, it's gobble, gobble, little grande. Or and something it's like that. Possibly my favorite visual. Nah, it's not, but it's like a really great visual gag. Uh, Swedish Chef has this big pot for the turkey. When he sees Big Bird, his mouth drops and he just shucks, shucks it. it behind him. <laughs> and what cracks me up is it breaks a window. <laughs> so we get the it's I mentioned human hands. <laughs> I mentioned there was a Muppet Show gag, and that is that there is a weather alert on it, and is the weatherman. He goes, "The barometer is falling," and a and bunch of barometers, bunch of barometers falling. That literally every Muppet t- a Muppet Show ep- episode has something the, falling yeah. on is him. Is the news reporter from the Muppet Show? I thought yes. that was a Sesame Street character. No, there's two mm-hmm. because during the caroling, there was one that looked like mm-hmm. him. He's the Sesame Yes, because that is that oh, is an absolutely a Muppet Show bit. It's every single Muppet Show, they say something is falling on the news reporter, and he gets he says some turn of phrase, and it falls on him. Yeah. It's an entire gag that they do every episode. Uh, but then I haven't we, watched a lot of the Muppet Show. Then we get, then we get the count. Guys, the count is amazing <laughs> in this. And the, the, it says that a big snowstorm's happening. He looks out the window, and he starts counting the snowflakes. One snowflake. Ah. Uh, Two snowflakes. 
And there are several moments that oh. this this special literally broke Mason. This is one that almost broke me. Was the count counting snowflakes? <laughs> I like to imagine that if nobody pulled him away, he would just stand there forever. He'd be like three million five hundred. Count, count, come on. I think yeah. it. I think it would. Is been the count funny. just ridiculously OCD? Like if you dropped all of like <laughs> sticks on the ground, would he have to count them? What? <laughs> Before picking them up, he has to count them. You, you know what? Probably, and he would immediately be like. I owe you dick. One stick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, one of... This is good for news, but one of the, the like, vampire uh, lore things is that they are, they are OCD. Like, vampires have to, like, pick... There's, like, a lot of different lores that they have to pick things up. They have to, like, things... So, like, so, so what we're saying is the Count is a canonically accurate Yeah, vampire. he's a canonically accurate vampire. Uh, I've never seen his reflection. So, we I also get... I have either. <laughs> one of the best... There are two if, Muppet Sesame Street bonding sessions that are amazing. The first one we have here, Oscar the Grouch and Rizzo the Rat. Such a match made in heaven. It's it's exactly that. It's a match made in heaven. And it's like, you know, of course the most trash human being of the Muppets would be attracted to Oscar. Of course. (laughs) And it's perfect. Uh, Then we have... Oh, which which character brings out the cookies? Uh, Janice. Janice. Janice, that's right, Janice. I was like, which one brings out the cookies and is like, I brought cookies and Cookie Monster, of course. And she's like, what was that creature? And was like, my kind of guy. <laughs> Janice's face, the look on Janice's face as all the cookies go away is just one of like... <laughs> it's just <gasps> abject horror and it's hilarious. <laughs> it is, yes. There was an, actually another one, but because of several copyright issues, it's been cut out of basically everything where Fozzie and Elmo light up the Christmas tree. We weren't able to see that if you are able to find it anywhere, email us, let us know. Yeah. Please, please, I need more Elmo in my life. I love him so much. Then we get the Sesame Street gang, specifically Ernie and Bert, are putting on a Night Before Christmas play. And uh, Ernie comes out in kind of like the old-timey hat and, you know, nightgown thing. And he's like, come on, Bert. Come on out, Bert. Bert. Come on out. And he's like, I don't want to. And he comes out because he is dressed like a lady. Yeah, and it's like, why? And of course, you, Ernie's. It's like, why do you wish to humiliate me? Uh, but they do the night before Christmas, which then has possibly the best pun <laughs> in the entire thing. Is they say, "Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse." And Grover comes out wearing mouse ears with a with a bowl, and he says, "Look, my hand is not on the spoon, therefore not stirring." <laughs> <laughs> And Ernie, oh, it's so good. Look, and Ernie's smiling like a motherfucker, and Bert is just so done. I love, <laughs> love Grover. I love Grover. And they're honestly, for a while before Elmo Mania took on, Grover was kind of that character. You had a yeah. lot more Grover stuff. Well, it's funny you bring up Elmo Mania because Elmo is here. He is in this special. He is. I mean, I obviously brought up. But this was right before Elmo Mania, mm-hmm. so because this was is. yeah, because this was kind of this was kind of that transitional period between Elmo going from background Muppet to actual to like the, the face, bit, the face, yeah, of, yeah. Nine years before Tickle Me Elmo was a thing, yeah. And this was just uh, it's so fascinating looking back on this, and it's right before Elmo got just giant, yeah. Like when you watch you watch the you watch the special. Of all the Muppets that you would see in this, you wouldn't look at Elmo and go, he's getting a talk show. Yeah, no, like, you'd think, 
well, the Santa Claus is the two-headed monster, so you think, oh, well, that's the one they're going to try and make back. No, it's Elmo, who's just one of the reindeer. Uh-huh. So. Which, it, which, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that they made Elmo big. I was going to say, again, I love Elmo. I was going to say, I'm not complaining. I I never got the Elmo hate, but, you know, I grew up with Elmo, kind of, so. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was some of the people that, like, Elmo was kind of like this, like, as a kid who watched more Sesame Street than, you know, until I was like five or six, it was everything. I I loved, loved Sesame Street, but Elmo was never one of my hair because he wasn't a big feature. And then, you know, as I'm getting a little older, I'm 10 as Elmo Mania is hitting me, and I'm like, why is Elmo popular? Where's Grover? Where's Ernie and Bert? They better. Where's Snuffleupagus? That's actually, Snuffy is not in this special. That's right. He's That's not, just something I got to point out here. I just realized that. Oh, no. It's because they. Snuffleupagus Erasure. It's because they still think he's Big Bird's imaginary friend. <laughs> Gotta remember the episode where they all fight. Where they all and they all just stare at him. They're all just staring at him as the character. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite shots okay, in so, all of Again, odd tangent. What me know? Uh, so yeah, we're doing this in the middle of November, right around Thanksgiving, where the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is going to happen. Sesame Street has a float every year; they have one this year. But interestingly, they have had two balloons. Two, yeah, I believe Sesame Street has had two balloons, maybe three, but because there's been four Muppet balloons, I know one was Kermit, but I don't remember mm-hmm. one of the other two. But. Take a guess what two Sesame Street characters have had balloons. Cookie Monster? Nope. Grover? Okay, that, that was going to be my second Grover guess. Elmo? Grover. Nope. It's no, not no, Elmo. I know, I know it's not Elmo. Elmo it's, has never had a balloon. It's Grover, it's Grover and... That's astonishing. That is, it's, that is crazy. I mean, it's another big one that they're... Is really it Big pushing. Bird? No. No. Uh, I think Big Bird did have a balloon. I, I feel like I've seen a Big Bird float. But what is big, it? Big Bird did have... Abby Cadabby, the new. Oh, okay. Character. That makes it. Yeah, that makes sense. The, the new one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? I yeah. Yeah, I was wow. thinking more older, but yeah, it would make sense that the newer the newer ones. Yeah. Yeah, she's the most recent one, but yeah, Elmo has never gotten a balloon in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and I'm not complaining because the dude's got enough, obviously. But I'm always like, huh. That is interesting, definitely. Yeah. I also because it would be Grover would have been super Grover, so it would have made sense. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Abby Cadabby fly. was flying. Grover mm-hmm. was super Grover. I forget. Kermit was Kermit was just Kermit. Kermit's Kermit. just the, Kermit's just vibing. <laughs> if you can't tell, I have a weird obsession with the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade as well. Hey, that's another form of the Voltron autism. <laughs> so and uh, I'll form the brain. <laughs> at this point, Piggy is trying to brave it to the farmhouse, and Kermit's like, "No, don't, don't do it." She's like, ah, "No problem." Leaves the telephone booth and the wind is blowing and it blows, blowing her away as the telephone booth it's in the background blowing is blowing away. Everything Just away. I compared it to the work. scene in uh, Superman 2. <laughs> uh, Fozzie really still wants Kermit to meet his snowman and see the whole new act. And Kermit's like, I don't want to go outside. It's cold. They open the door. The snowman's outside. It's cold outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fozzie, it's such a simple gag. Fozzie is really excited to show off his gags. Uh, there's new uh, new routine and gags to everybody, uh, but it's going to be ruined because Mama Fuzzy Bear has some old friends that have arrived. Statler and Waldorf, who she says like, "Oh, they're my oldest friends." It's like, "Oh, my bitch!" J- my jaw hit the floor when this scene happened because I was like, "The absolute 
betrayal <laughs> that happens here. This is Mason's Game of Thrones. This I was stunned. I was like, how dare you? Just imagining Mason like every Sunday, like with Game of Thrones, just watching this in, in segments. And when this happens, like, no! The Red Wedding? No, this is Mason's. <laughs> So, uh, basically, the snowman and Fozzie's routine doesn't work. The snowman's like, I'm getting a little warm out here. I think I should go back outside. Yeah, and I think that's the last time we see the snowman. We see him outside the, in the singing I was parts. Say, yeah. Except for the big yeah, singing uh, parts. Ending. The Kermit is standing at the window. He's really worried about uh, Piggy. The Count comes over and counts worried frogs. <laughs> one, <laughs> one worried frog. And Robin, Robin, Robin innocently comes out like, he's not the only one. And Count's like, two. Two, two worried frogs. <laughs> and the Count, just so good. The Count's my favorite. We also really haven't mentioned it at this point, despite it being Robin is a major character in this special. Yeah, he gets almost as much dialogue as Kermit. Because mm-hmm. he's with Kermit a lot. But Doc decides that he doesn't want to see Kermit afraid, and he decides, you know what, I'm going to brave the snow. I'm going to look for Miss Piggy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And while this is going on, we get possibly Mason's favorite scene. Yes. Maybe all of our favorite scenes. Uh, I was Swedish say, chef, what do you mean possibly? Uh, Swedish <laughs> chef is uh, uh, it, luring Big Bird into the kitchen to cook, but Big Bird brings him... <laughs> He brings him chocolate-covered birdseed. Bird seed. He says, I made it myself. I know it must be hard for you being alone from your family on Christmas. And <laughs> Swedish Chef just breaks. <laughs> just like... Because <laughs> he's been like uh, trying to like be like... What, Big Bird's like, what What are we going to have for What are we gonna have for dinner? I'm really excited. What are you going to make? And, <laughs> this, and this scene is hilarious for one thing but it also shows why big bird is such a good character because he is so sweet he's so innocent innocent. (laughs) then they sing uh and the best duet uh (laughs) big bird and swedish chef yeah and it it's fucking hilarious swedish chef singing while breaking is so funny it is like any any time the muppets that like don't that don't speak in English sing. It is the funniest thing in the world to me. I don't know why it makes me laugh every single time. Of, of, of course, that's why one of my favorite favorite bits on The Muppet Show is Menomina. That, that shit kills me every or time. Or the Muppets ABC show where, me, where uh, Beaker drunkenly sings karaoke mm-hmm. yes or when uh in the 2011 when he sings uh smells like when he sings like when he sings smells like, there's a there's a bit in the uh, me, me, me. there's a there's a bit in uh the uh in the abc show where it's all the muppet gang and they're all at a bar and they're all singing karaoke and ed helms is there for some reason and it cuts to like a bunch of like all of them singing different songs and the swedish chef comes on and he starts doing rapper's delight and it is the funniest okay so so again, completely off topic. I'm sorry. You can honestly cut this out if you want. I just thought of this. The Game Awards are in a couple weeks. Which Muppet's going to be there? Because there's always a Muppet. There's always. Has a there always been a Muppet for the past couple years? It's been like you know, Pepe was there one year. It was uh, Doctor Honeydew and mm. Beaker one year. It was Animal last year. So I'm like, what Muppet's going to be? The They're going to be here to announce. Finally, we're going to get our big epic uh, 70 hour Muppet RPG. Uh, is Gonzo gonna be there? Gonzo would be there, and he would announce, like, best, uh, what would Gonzo announce? Racing. 
Yeah, probably. Gonzo would announce. Uh, he's going to announce. I, no, he's going to announce like some of the esports and stuff, like the esports that awards. Or that, yeah. No, he announces accessibility. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like I'm a weirdo. I need to make. I need to make the world okay for others. So I like that. Not uh, even disabilities make you weird. I'm just <laughs> tangents aside. Uh, then the Swedish chef delivers the best line because Big Bird is like, "Well, what are you gonna cook?" And he's like, er, er, "Shredded wheat and cranberry sauce." <laughs> and Big Bird's like, "My absolute That's favorite." That's my favorite. <laughs> Imagine feeding every Muppet just shredded wheat and cranberry sauce. Like, and they're wait, still and they're still like, you know, this is still probably the best thing he's ever made. <laughs> but hey. We've mentioned two Jim Henson shows. There's a third one also in it. Yep, because right after Doc leaves, Kermit and Robin find the Fraggle Hole and go down, and lo and behold, the Fraggles are there. And it's it's interesting that like Kermit has been telling Robin like tales of the Fraggles, like, and he's like, "If I ever found a Fraggle Hole, would this be what it looks like?" The mythical Fraggles. Yeah, the legend of the Fraggles. <laughs> It's like King Arthur in their universe. And they go in and they, they're like, oh, well, we're, you know, we're celebrating Christmas. And the Fraggles are like, what's a Christmas? And they're like, well, it's this, this thing where, you know, we give presents and these things happen. So, oh, we do that. We, you know, we, we pass it on. Yeah, and it's just one rock. And they this pass is, it on. This is such a Sesame Street way to explain other holidays. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. love it. It very much is. And, uh... I love this song. It's the only original song in this in this uh, uh, in yeah. special. Yeah. Pass it on. It's a great song, and then uh, it's just a sweet moment. The Fraggles, you know, I like one of the Fraggles. What's that? What's that? What's that? Yeah, the the Fraggles all have this. Tradition. What's the Christmas? <laughs> the Fraggles all have this tradition where they pass a rock along, and one of the Fraggles gets it. And as Kermit and Robin are leaving, he's like. I'm going to deny my religion to these people, and I'm going to give the rock to you, Robin, because they can find another rock. It's what's a frog? What's <laughs> what's a frog? Anyway, why they're frogs? <laughs> the fraggles are the fraggles are cute. It is definitely whereas like Sesame Street definitely feels very natural the way they do it with the carolers. This just feels kind of tacked on, but I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very obvious Jim Henson was like, well, I gotta get the Fraggles in there, Kermit and Robin, some of course. Yeah, it feels very there, but legitimately, even as a kid who had never watched any Fraggle Rock, this scene always, I always liked these characters yeah. in itself. So. This makes me want to watch Fraggle Rock, mm-hmm. kind of, so. Uh, yeah. We get back up, and uh, big surprise, Doc has arrived with a dog sled and wear, look dressed up like Russian Santa as he uh, has Yeah, he's dressed up like baby. Alec Baldwin from Rise of the Guardians. <laughs> I was going to make that joke, too. Uh, uh, and everyone is here. It. We are all around for Christmas. Everyone is happy. They found beds for everyone. Gonzo and Animal are hanging on coat racks, and they have never been happier in their entire life. Yep, and... The last 15 minutes of the special is just them singing. Yeah, it's a big uh, bunch of different songs. Good songs, all good singing. Yeah. Each of them gets kind of little bits here and there. Beaker. Uh, <laughs> Beaker, <laughs> Beaker gets to sing. They all, they all get a spotlight. And it's not bad, but mm-hmm. I do understand why some people are like, oh, this is the last It's, it's a minutes. very long, you know, little bit of all the songs. But the reason you get to the end is Jim Henson makes a cameo. Yeah, yeah, the man Where himself. he stands behind with Sprocket, and he says, I really do love seeing them happy. 
And, and then, then he, he goes and washes the dishes. It's, oh, my heart. And yeah, considering this was, again, three years before Jim Henson's untimely demise, oh. it hits all the heart. It does. Oh, it's a great moment. It's oh. a great moment. I really... Look, this special, there's that, not a lot of substance. At, there's. It's yeah. mostly jokes. It's goofy. It's Muppety. This special hits everything I want in a Muppet yeah. thing. And yeah. That ending is just the bow on top. Mm-hmm. It is, it, yeah, Doc hits. coming in dressed like, as Santa Claus to give everyone presents, and then Jim Henson's cameo. Yeah, it's the little bow on top. It's a little bow on top. And the music, like, I get it. It's a lot of singing at the end, but it's all really good music. It's all well done. And just this, and I, some of this final scene, I think, also is just the spectacle of all the Muppets in yeah. one room. Very similar to the ending. Of Minus the Snuffle movie. Up, I guess. Snuffle Up, I guess. Erasure. Snuffle Up, I guess. Eraser. Erasure. He got snuffed up, I guess. But uh, having them all in it, and the I think the spectacle of having how much it took to operate it and make sure all the Muppets, you know, and all of them are. It's very similar, kind of, the ending scene of uh, the Muppet movie. Yeah, I was honestly thinking about that, and it's it's. It's a lot more impressive here because it's such a tight space. Mm-hmm. Like when you think about like how they did it in the in the movie, it was very it was very open. There was probably a lot of room under mm-hmm. that stage. Yeah, more, at least more room than there is in this tiny house. Right. So I can't imagine it was still comfortable there. And I think there's right. probably an element of while the song is not as the singing is not as iconic as them singing Rainbow Connection, it is still. I think that's what they're trying to evoke that feeling. Yeah, I also like that. This is one of the Christmas specials where it doesn't really explain the meaning of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like it's just about the can, family being you together. Can, you can just infer it. Mm-hmm. So, they're yeah. not. They're not there to. It's not about spending or spreading any message outside of them. Kind of a little bit in the Fraggle stuff, but even then, it's more just being like, no, we're going to be together as friends and family, and we're going to hang out. Yeah, it's all, even if it's all implied. Even if Fozzie yeah. is a little disappointed that maybe his very special friend is not as much of a special friend as he thought it was a special friend, but it's okay. <laughs> His mom is here to protect him. <laughs> and be friends with his critics. Uh, I will never not be over that. Uh, wait, that's double negative. Before we get to the questions, I just want to also just highlight something that is really spectacular in the special. The puppet costumes. Yeah. The, the amount of costumes that. they the put the Muppets in. Every Muppet has an alternate And different types of like, costume like they're in a fucking fighting game. <laughs> Every Muppet has a new attire for a new winter Some of the multiple different ones. Gonzo has like three outfits in this, in this thing. Yeah, Gonzo has three different outfits. Kermit's got like two. Kermit's got a couple more. Uh, All Miss of Miggy Miggy has like five. Obviously. All of the band have different outfits. Uh, Animal has a slightly different one at different points. It's just, it's, it's really cool that they did a bunch of little different costumes some for the Christmas stuff some of it just maybe the scenes it's just it was a very nice touch that you don't always get to see in a lot of these things as you know it is hard to do extra costumes whether you're in a work like this or in animation or something like that right. you, you, you can consistently do the same thing so I just wanted to give a shout out to that because that is absolutely awesome it's a nice touch but on this podcast we like to ask two important questions of everything that we watch the first one how does this hold up you know, it's a little fun that we've spent, all, <laughs> we've spent the last hour gushing over this. I was so. going to say. Uh, one could argue as said, this is some of the most impressive Jim Henson puppetry we've seen. Like, it is, yeah. there's a lot of argument. big, because of just the sheer volume. It's just the sheer amount. There's like, nothing quite as, a, as spectacular as, you know, the biking scene in Takes Manhattan where they're all on the bikes. You know, that is possibly the most impressive Muppet <laughs> puppet work, but. Okay. Last tangent, since it's about to go ahead. Sorry, 
Frank Oz, uh, which scene is it? No, actually, it was the first bike scene in the first Muppet movie. Yeah. He was pissed that people kept highlighting that. Because mm-hmm. everyone was like, oh, that's such impressive puppet work. How did you make that work? And he's like, it's a marionette. It's the most simple thing in the world. Why the fuck are you people impressed by that? <laughs> so in uh, The Great Muppet Caper, he was like, you know what? Fuck it. If that's what impresses you, we're just going to do like a hundred of them. So that's why there's a bunch of them in Great Muppet Caper. Yep. It is very funny. The the one uh, the one in... Uh, uh, Legitimately in Manhattan, and there's a bunch of different stuff that they do that is really impressive oh, I, stuff. I'm sure, I just uh, I but haven't yeah, seen but it is just because of the sheer size of the amount of the the, the, the cast of Muppets in this. Yeah, just doing all of this mm-hmm. this amount of Muppets, as well as having Carol Spinney in the Big Bird outfit. Mm-hmm. You know, that poor bastard having to keep a straight face with singing alongside Swedish Chef while hoisting his arm in the air like a motherfucker. So Yeah. It is it is uh, impressive work. It is funny. And 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 as I said, because I don't think it's trying to sh- like force any message or trying to make a message out of it other than family is important. Friends and family are important, which I love. Uh I think that helps it hold up that like it just feels very timeless. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Also none of the jokes feel dated. Like none of the no, none no. of the jokes feel like they're set in a certain time period. It's just yeah. all goofy. Yeah. Play, play on words, which Jim Henson loved play yeah, on Jim words. Henson so Jim really like play on words. And it also does it doesn't feel dumbed down. No. Like it doesn't feel like it's specifically for kids. No. That's the what made watch them- out for the ice patch gets you every time every time <laughs> and what they I, beat that joke into the ground and which, it's still so funny good, good comedies like good comics know that like being able to push that that one running gag and being able to do it again if they get you, more, if they get you to laugh the third time they know you'll laugh yeah, the fourth if, and fifth yeah, time if they if they get you to laugh the same joke three times then you're golden mm-hmm. yeah so also kind of a weird thing to compliment about the special it's very cozy Mm-hmm. It is very like, cozy. especially the ending where they all are singing and they're mm-hmm. by the fireplace and everything. It's a very cozy special. Yeah, it, it, it's very it, it's very simplistic. It's very there, but I think everything about that holds up because it it, it just is all there. Nothing. The technical achievements there, the jokes still work, the music is still good. Everything holds up for this now. Thirty six year old special. I was going to bring it up at the beginning. I forgot. When you said the year that it came out, 87, right? Yeah, the year I, I was born. I was negative 16. The year I was born. <laughs> and I was negative 10. Which is crazy, actually. Two of my favorite Christmas specials came out the year I was born. Well, this yeah, and Claymation Christmas. I don't know if I've seen that one. Oh, we need to cover at some point Claymation Christmas. It's a, it's a Christmas special with just a bunch of like musical numbers, but it's all stop-go-motion clay. Claymation. <laughs> really good. It's knowing, actually knowing us, we'll cover it in June or something. Yep, yep. <laughs> or or uh, we'll cover it on Christmas uh, 2029. There we go. But on this podcast, we ask a second question as well. And that question is, what can films take from this? I think aside from the obvious of just more Muppets and yeah. stuff, I think something else I can take from it is honestly what we said. You don't have to force a message. Mm-hmm. And that's whatever message it might be. Whether the message is good intention or not, if it feels forced, it feels forced. Yeah. And a lot of times, even when it is a good intended message, it can cause people to roll their eyes and just kind of leave. One of the movies that I can't actually get over a lot of the times, even though I, I agree 100% with the message of the movie, but I feel like there is the movie Wally. 
I struggle with that movie, despite that I agree with all the messaging in it. It just feels so forced by that ending. And that's a movie that I struggle with. So yeah, I actually really agree with that point. That like, if you can make your message natural and feel good, but you can sometimes do your message through actions. And this movie does it through actions yeah. of friends and family. A- anything that doesn't have to speak its message, mm-hmm. I think is important. Which is rarely done in Christmas specials. Yeah, Christmas specials, it's always spoken. It's always said. It's another reason why, even though I do love the Charlie Brown Christmas special, it's not one I go back to a mm-hmm. lot. Because Linus literally preaches the message. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's fine. That's good. That's okay. But it's also like, I prefer something like this where it's just kind of implied. The, that, that's, I think that's the thing that I, that I really like about this is that even though it is a Christmas special, it, Christmas isn't really the focus. And that's, like, I, I, I enjoyed Christmas as much as the next guy, but on an aesthetic level, it's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. And so when I watch a lot of these Christmas specials that just shove Christmas right in your face, the one that I will always think of when it comes to that is, uh, hold on, I just pulled it up. I can't remember what it's called now. Uh, Mariah Carey's Magical Christmas Special from 2020. My Lord, there is a lot of Christmas in that Christmas special. I think the age gap just hit right there. (laughs) (laughs) My response to that is, what the fuck is that? So it is. Uh, every time I think of Mariah Carey's Christmas special, I just think every time I think of Mariah Carey and Christmas, I just think of the "She's Unfrozen" jokes. The memes, yeah, the memes at this point. Like one of my favorite ones was uh, this. Uh, this it's on brand. It's a puppet YouTuber, but he's very vulgar and everything. And he's like, it may be November, but that's not gonna stop me from. But boom, she breaks in, and she and he just screams, "She's unfrozen!" <laughs> but yeah, but going back to my original point, I do like that this movie doesn't. Up until like the last fifteen minutes, it does it a little bit, but even then, it's not really. It, like, it, does it, it doesn't just through singing the songs. Yeah, it doesn't like shove Christmas joy down my throat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine is actually. I kind of miss the classic specials that we got all the time from like known properties. You know, the you know, I understand that the uh, Star Wars holiday special is infamous for its badness, but uh, like I do like the idea of any property could have a special for a holiday, and I like that. I don't know, Lego Star Wars holiday special ain't bad. <laughs> That's true. That is I actually yeah. That, was a that thing. is a, that is really good. But also we got we get different as we we talked about on the Halloween uh, when we did Great Pumpkin. Uh, that also things like Toy Story has had Halloween specials. Like I like specials with uh, with with known properties. Muppets is one of the best for it. But also like we're gonna cover at different points in time. We are going to cover some of the Mickey Mouse specials. We're gonna cover Garfield's some of the Garfield specials for the holidays. Probably the Christmas one because that is one of my favorites as well. <laughs> Like Give I, me Sonic's Christmas Blast too, baby. Legitimately, <laughs> like I would love to see these, like you know, with with the popularity of Mario this year. Where's Mario's Christmas? You know, uh, but just like those sort of things. That's Mama, what I, Merry Christmas. Look, I'm gonna tell you, a lot of them, if they do, will be bad. I'm not saying that there's gonna be good, but you're gonna get good creators. Wanting to make a Christmas special. Okay, no, but that just gives me the image of Mario doing the so long gay Bowser thing into a Christmas tree. And then when Bowser drops on his head, they give him a Christmas present like it's okay. <laughs> See, you could have the crossover event of the century like this one. And this is how we get Mario and Sonic in a Christmas special. 
<laughs> yeah, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, the Christmas special, baby. That is... Or this is how we get Donkey Kong and Mario and Legend of Zelda. Like, it's Smash Bros. the Christmas special. I was special. about to say that. Yeah, oh, a Smash merry Bros. Smash Brothers yeah, Christmas. Smash Bros. Christmas special. Uh, and it's just the same plot as this, but instead they're going to Link's grandma's house or something. And then my other other small thing on it. Hey, can can we can we get some Sesame Street stuff? Like that's not just the show. Could we get could we get another movie? Maybe I don't know. Could we get some Sesame Street I mean, stuff? If that one in development, it'll fucking happen. Could, but could, if could, it ever gets out of the development hell, it's stuck could, in. Could we get some Sesame Street stuff? I'd really like some Sesame Street stuff. Okay, thank you. Bye. <laughs> I was really hoping that it would just cut to the end there, like immediately <laughs> smash cut to music. <laughs> but yeah, that is Muppet Family Christmas. I think we hold it dearly. I hope you do too. But, you know, maybe you have a special that you like even more. Well, let us know. Just comment right below here on this Patreon. Or email us, bleepyouplaying at gmail.com. Bleepyouplaying at gmail.com. Tell us your favorite Christmas special. Yeah, what property do you want to see get a Christmas special? What would you like to see in it? Uh, I would love to hear some different specials that you maybe were grow, grew up on with it, you know, or maybe it's something that we haven't mentioned here because that would be awesome. And uh, hopefully you all agree. More special, more Sesame Street. I would like a little more Sesame Street, please, please, please. This one maybe with Snuffleupagus. Can we can we get more of the count, counting worried frogs? I'd like that. Thank you. Please. Okay. We'll see you next time. Bye.